And I'm glad that, glad that you have such a pretty story. Welcome to Refreshingly Human with Hannah Pillow. Hey everyone, welcome back to Refreshingly Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. Today's episode, we have two women, myself and Miranda,、uh, from two completely different backgrounds: South African, Indian, and British. And we're going to find out what our preconceived notions about each other were, and how wrong were we? Let's jump right in. And we're going to do things a little bit differently. So I'm going to just tell you guys a little bit about myself, and then Miranda's going to introduce herself because we have very different backgrounds. Um, so I am from South Africa, and、uh, come from an Indian background and a very very religious background as well. I grew up in South Africa, lived there most of my life, and then I lived in Turkey for two years, and now I am here in the UK. And Miranda, okay,、uh, with me,、uh, I was born in England and have spent all my life here.、Um, So yeah, I never moved to another country or anything like that.、Uh, lived in different parts of England. That's about it.、Uh, I have a maybe a tiny bit of a religious background in that I kind of was as quite a lot of British people are that、like、their parents were religious and they were li- like I was maybe religious when I was younger, but not that strongly because as a child you don't really get it. Um, and now, like, I'm an atheist.、Um, yeah, I mean, I think what w- one thing we've come to realize about our different religious backgrounds is how insanely different it is to grow up from so such a different from being in a moderately religious family to a really, really extremely religious family. It's just your whole view of religion is totally different. Yeah, definitely. Like. I, know, I guess I don't see a religion as that kind of bigger thing, and like don't get the impact of it quite as much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get any impact from it anymore, but、uh, but I used to. Haven't said that because you still have religious family, you get that impact of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I do, I do try to like separate it a little bit. <laughs> And be like, this is my life now. But yes, unfortunately, things filtered through sometimes, and I do get that that impact.、Um, not always welcomed, <laughs> but yeah.、Um, I guess, I guess, yeah. You're right. As much as I try to be like, it's not me anymore. It is a strong part of who I was, and it does filter into my life in a lot of ways. And I cannot totally get rid of it as much as I want to, <laughs> but. Not that there's any anything wrong with it. It's just my just just my way of wanting to live. But yeah, I think that、um, religion has had a lot more of an impact on my life than it has on yours. I think we can safely agree on that. <laughs> so first of all, we want to talk about how we met. How I met Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> the better version of how I met your mother. <laughs> If no one's watched the How I Met Your Mother ending, they have lived a good life. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who have watched it, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, how did we meet?、Uh, we met at a board games meetup group.
about a year or so ago, um, if you were one of the only females on the table. <laughs> I do remember that night. <laughs> it was an entertaining night. <laughs> it was. I, I was. I was severely socially anxious that night. I wouldn't have guessed it. Like, I wouldn't say, like, having obviously met you a number of times afterwards, that you were really confident. I feel like you were just on the same level as me and I was quite nervous because it was my first time going to that group. So, yeah, you didn't appear, you just seemed just normal, I guess. And so did you. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I was nervous on the inside. (laughs) Killing it. Yes. We're smashing being socially anxious people. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Great stuff. Um, yeah, so that was like the first time we met is actually my husband's board gaming group because I'm like the queen of board games. (laughs) (laughs) Although I never ever go. (laughs) You don't. What was your first impressions? Did you, did you have any first impressions? I don't think I actually had any first impressions of you (laughs) when I met you. (laughs) No, I think I was just too socially anxious that night to properly think much about you. The, the, the thing is, there was this guy at our table who was so loud, and all I could think about was how loud this guy is. Uh, that's the thing. We were on a table with like ten other quite loud men. Like we were just both very similar. Like I didn't have like an impression of you at all. Like you just seemed normal. You're like one of the only normal people there, in fact. So. Yeah, I think we were probably kind of had our attentions focused elsewhere to actually think of each other. (laughs) So let's fast forward to our actual impressions of each other when we actually met properly for the first time, which was... Uh, Harry Potter night? No, it was uh, when we were around our friend's house. Semi? Yes. And you'd had some alcohol. Oh no. <laughs> I had alcohol. Yes. Do not tell the family. <laughs> and yeah, so what were your first impressions that night? I just, I know, I guess I thought you were very, very confident because you were just talking to boobs to air about, like to anyone and everyone, basically. You just kept talking about them. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I was just like, okay. And uh, yeah, you were clearly quite drunk and I guess a little bit bizarre. And <laughs> I remember we played a game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that game. <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome game. <laughs> and uh, there were like these little, um, the counter pieces or whatever were like little poos and you just made a comment about it. You were just like, oh my God, so awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> it is. So like, yeah, I just thought, okay. This girl was pretty cool. Like, um, I knew Simi better at that point. Um, you remind me a lot of her, actually. Like, I just like, okay, I can see why these girls get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, like, I also became Simi's friend before I became your friend as well. So, yeah, I, I, I did know Simi a lot better by that point yeah. as well than I knew you. And I have to say that I find it hilarious that you thought I was so like funny being drunk that night and now every single time we meet you're like is it are you drunk or is this you <laughs> it's like it's always me Miranda <laughs> it's not the drunkness it's me 
I guess what the thing was, I'd met you a couple months before or whatever, you're just normal, <laughs> you know, and then the next time you're the drunkest one at the party. <laughs> yeah, but that never happened again. <laughs> That's true. Now you're like... The funniest one at the party. The funniest one at the party, yeah. You take second funniest. You've actually had a little bit of alcohol, though, mm. sometimes, whereas I never do. But you have lots of sugar, so... I have a lot of what? Sugar. Oh, that's very, very true. Mm-hmm. We are equal playing fields here. <laughs> Fine. But sugar is kind of better for you than alcohol, depending. <laughs> Let's not get into that conversation. I know, I know a lot of people would have a lot to say about that conversation, and trust me, I do it too many times i hear it too many times this whole nutritional talk no thank you (laughs) so let's go on to our preconceived notions that we had of each other so when i say preconceived notions i mean like because we come from so different backgrounds there must be things you thought about me and this must be things i thought about you that turned out to be not true or some that turned out to be true um okay Do you want to start? Um, I guess, actually, one is um, knowing you were from, like, a Muslim background um, growing up, like, um, it really surprised me when you brought your diaries along and in it was all this stuff about boys. (laughs) (laughs) Every 15-year-old, maybe even 13-year-old's diary is full of boys, no matter where she's from. (laughs) Well... Like, and like, the thing is, like, I've had Muslim friends growing up and stuff like that, and they don't talk about them. So, I mm. mean, to be fair, they could be going home and writing it in their diaries, because, mm. like, you know, like, I'm not really sure, like, the Muslim laws around boys, like, are you allowed to like them at a certain age or anything? <laughs> like, like, I don't know that. Uh, it's complicated. Let's not go into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But reading that diary is like, this could be any British girl's diary. Or maybe any girl's diary? Yeah, preconceived notion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's a big one. Um, yeah, like, like I did say, I come from a pretty religious background, so I can see how you would make some assumptions in that way. But that's the thing, though. Even though my family is really religious, I've always been me. You know, even though I've had, like, really religious periods of my life where I was more religious and they had to have periods where I was like, eh, semi-religious periods where I'm like, ah, oh, God's my friend. Oh, I can do what I want. <laughs> I've gone through a lot of different periods of religion. <laughs> and But I've always been, the core personality has always been me. And um, in South Africa, actually, um, it's pretty common to go through the same phrases that you guys would go through here. And I'm sure it's not just South Africa, to be honest. I'm sure it's like, I've lived in Turkey. It's the same there. Um, I've been married in a Pakistani family. It was the same there. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's not just Britain and South Africa. But you go through that stages in your life where you have your first crush. I remember my first crush. I was totally obsessed with him for years, actually. <laughs> he never looked at me. <laughs> probably him. Yeah. And yeah, he's probably in my diary, too. <laughs> I think I know who you were talking about. And then a while later, there's another boy. Yes, there was. <laughs> and then another one after that. 
Oh, sometimes not even. Somebody just looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will never forget the crush I had on this guy who moved into my building. Who was so cute. <laughs> and he's in my diary too. <laughs> I generally struggled to keep up with them. Like, I was just going through the years and then, like, there'd be, like, a new boy but then you'd go back to the old boy and be like, oh, he's got back in touch. <laughs> yeah, there was this one guy I was, like, obsessed with and he... I was obsessed with him right up until I got married. Yeah. 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 I was, like, really obsessed with that guy. Oh, yeah. Stalker, crusher, girl. I was that girl. And I've been married twice. <laughs> <laughs> is the marriage so that you don't go stalking these other boys <laughs> is Dan keeping you on a leash <laughs> hmm. no no I think like for me it was always about well if you're gonna go into like a deeper psychology of what this this crush thing or obsessions were it was the need for appreciation the need to be Wanted the need to be loved, kind of a thing. It's like so sad, but yeah, and that's just natural human. Things, yeah, aren't they? like you want to be appreciated and loved and everything like that. Yeah, like my preconceived notion is quite weird, really, because as a teenage girl, I want those things. Why would you not want those things? <laughs> yeah, why would anyone not want those things? That's the thing. It's kind of like being human and being religious. It sometimes clashes. Mm. And for me, my personality's always been a very strong part of me, and it could not be tamed. Unfortunately, some for some people. <laughs> Any other preconceived notions? Um, yes, the other one that comes to mind is that you won't have heard of very well-known music and films and television shows. Like the time it was like you were like, "Oh my God, Britney Spears!" when she came on in a shop or whatever. And I was like, oh my god, you know Britney Spears? And you just went, she's an international pop star. And of course, I know that. The thing is, because Britney Spears, it's not like she's from Britain. She's from America. And like, I also realised that she would have toured in other countries and stuff like that. Maybe not South Africa, because I don't know enough about that country. (laughs) My dear, maybe South Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, she toured in South Africa. Possibly. (laughs) I would have to Google that, but she could have. <laughs> we do get people coming to South Africa. <laughs> who? <laughs> well, I I did go to see someone. Oh God, it was a band. I can't remember who. But well, we do. We do get concerts in South Africa. Um, it, it's quite frequent. And it's not all South Africanized. Uh, no, and 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 like you learned from me, I have educated you. We have very very talented musical artists in South Africa as well. You do. Yeah. But they just don't seem to come to other countries as much for some reason, even though, like you say, they're talented. <laughs> they're not internationally recognised, but we do have some that are. I would have to Google that as well. My, my knowledge of South Africa is not as great as it should be, but we do have artists who have made it internationally as well, and we have those who didn't, but they're really good. Yeah. Have you heard of, like, I think I've probably already asked in the past, like, British bands, like... Westlife 5. Dude, what were we listening to the other day at Simi's? It wasn't the other day, that was like a month ago. Whatever. They all the days, they all merge together. <laughs> okay, fair point. Yeah, that's probably why I thought. I feel like I've asked this question before. Uh, of course, you've heard of Westlife and yeah. Backstreet Boys. What if we were like belching them out together? 
<laughs> oh yes, our amazing singing, yes. which we'll be demonstrating for you later on the podcast. No. <laughs> so if I have to think of preconceived notions that I might have had of you, um, to be honest, when I came to the UK, I came with very little preconceived notions because I lived in Turkey for two years. Mm. It's kind of like kind of like opened my mind a little bit to be more receptive of people um kind you know break stereotypes and all of that but saying that I think when I lived here for a little while stereotypes kind of crept in and you're like I don't want these things to be true but I see them in the people <laughs> you know like it was a lot harder for me to make friends here than it was like in Turkey for example you know it took me a lot longer to make friends here is that because like I know, like with Turkey, it seems whenever you talk about your friends you have there, they're all from different countries too. Yeah. Whereas here, a lot of us are from Britain. Yeah, that's it. And then I think like when I came here, I was kind of feeling like, oh, everybody probably has their own friends groups and like it's going to be hard to kind of put myself in somewhere. And then it's kind of like every time I met people, I felt like I felt like there was this, this ice that I had to break through to get to them. <laughs> um, but I think that's what surprised me about you and Vic and... Simi is and my friend Veronica as well is that there was no ice there was no wall there was no barrier and actually a lot of the people from the board games group who are really good friends of ours it was the same thing with them like Aiden for example when I met Aiden for the first time we just hit it off you know and I was like this guy is awesome he's so friendly and he gave me like a card or something because he was doing his puzzle group okay. <laughs> and I was like this guy is so cool and that's how I became, like, really good friends with you. But I think for a while it was, like, I had to meet people a few times and, like, chip through the ice and, like, get, you know, get them to be comfortable around me. But with you guys, it was, like, get drunk, get to know each other. <laughs> and best friends for life. <laughs> Pretty much it. Like, yeah. <coughs> so, um... um... Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other preconceived notions I might have had. Um... Oh, here's a question. Because Simi is from the Middle East, whereas, like, me and Vic are from the UK, did you find her easier? And not just because she's incredibly talkative. <laughs> and friendly, we love you, Simi. <laughs> <laughs> easier? Uh, you ask weird questions. <laughs> I'm just curious now, like, was it easier? <laughs> um, I... M- maybe... Maybe it was more natural with us. When I met Simi at board games as well, I invited her to my house as the first time I met her, but I did the same to Vic. I didn't even know who Vic was when I invited her to my house. <laughs> I just saw her and I was like, wow, she's so pretty. And then I was like, do you like Harry Potter? <laughs> she was like, yeah. So I'm like, do you want to come to my house? <laughs> She was like, yeah. I'm like, okay then. How to make friendships. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, saying that, and then she came over, and then... Um, you got to know each other over mutual Harry Potter knowledge. Yeah, I think, I think though, with you and Vic, it took... I think this was the thing with us, because we were... The thing is, I got to know Simi on her own first. And that was that's a lot easier for me to get to know a person one-to-one than it is to get to know a person in a group dynamic. And I think it took longer with me to get to know you and Vic better because we always kept meeting as a girl group. 
And then you know all the social anxieties we had starting a girl group. Girl group. <laughs> mean girls. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's like all these things come up because, I mean, when last were you in a girl gang? High school? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> and they're no fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we like thought the same, and we realized we all thought the same things. You know, we all had the same insecurities. But we actually spoke about it and we actually kind of like let it out that, you know, I'm feeling this way. I'm I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling, um, you know, and we all kind of came up with it and we're like, oh, my God, we're all thinking the exact same thing. And then once we let our guard down, we just became closer, I think. So I think in that way, that's why it took long. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that Sami's from the Middle East. Yeah, because I think we've also hung up. Just you and me a few times. And it is easier to get to know somebody when it's just one-on-one. That's very, very true. Like, I'm the type of person who, I know, like, yeah, definitely one-on-one. I feel I can talk to people more and stuff like that. It's just generally simpler. Exactly. But it's, like, always great to do stuff with all us girls at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, I mean, now that we're more used to each other and we all... We're all really close to each other. The, the girl groups works now. Yeah. <laughs> and we are close now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think the more I met with you and Vic, the closer I got to you all. Definitely. Okay. And the same would go with Simi as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, w- I wouldn't say that I was, I was, I was close to Simi. I was closer to her when I met her. But I'm closer to her now as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like our, our relationship has gotten stronger as well. So I don't really think it has to do with what where she's from. No. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You and your weird questions. <laughs> it just suddenly popped to mind. I thought, well, this is what we're supposed to be talking about. Like, it's something affected by culture. Yeah. <laughs> and what you basically just said was, no, actually, it's not. No. <laughs> I I really don't think it is. Yeah. I mean, I can see the influence. Like, in Turkey, my best friends were always Asian. But one of my best friends was American. And when I say Asian, I don't even mean Indian. Like, one was from Philippines, one was from Indonesia. And they were my best friends. And I think, like, on a cultural level, we had a lot in common. So we could relate to each other. Like, my best friend from Indonesia, we both come from Muslim families. And we both not Muslim anymore. And that was, like... A light bulb moment for both of us. Like, I actually, she always teases me about this, but I didn't like her before that. I was like, I did not like her. I'm just, I'm very skeptical of people. And I was kind of like, she just appeared like late in the school year. She just appeared. And then all of a sudden I was like, who is this woman? What does she want? And she was, she's so confident and so like out there. And I kind of maybe felt intimidated or whatever by her. And then we were out one night because um, I wanted to go salsa dancing. And my friend Kurt told me that Isha wants to go salsa da- dancing as well. So she's like, why don't you ask her? So I was like, okay, fine, I'll ask her. It's like, I don't know her, but I'll ask her. <laughs> so I asked her, you want to go salsa? She's like, yeah, let's go. And she like checking out where we can go. And she organized everything. And we went out for dinner. And we were all just chatting. There was, there was another friend there as well. We were all just chatting. And then it kind of came up and that she's from a Muslim background. I'm like, wait a minute, were you like drinking wine or something? She's like, I'm like, wait a minute, you're from a Muslim background? And then she's like, yeah. I'm like, and so you're Muslim? And she's like, no. I was like, me too. 
It was like this light bulb moment. <laughs> and we were like besties from there. <laughs> I guess something like that though, like, because like, I think, I mean, I guess maybe I don't know that many Muslim people, but still you're the only person I've met who's left Islam and like leaving it, like, I don't think it's that common really, is it? It's becoming a lot more common nowadays. People are not open about it. Um, but it is becoming a lot more common. There's huge societies. I have a lot of friends because when I actually left religion, I, I joined a forum. I made a lot of friends online and I've met so many of them in real life now. And a few of them are still my friends. One of them, I'm quite close to him. Um, and we meet up whenever I go to Scotland. Yeah, and it, it is nice to have those friends because you can relate certain... They can relate a lot to you, especially when it comes to things with your family. They can relate a lot to you about what, what you're going through or what, what you're feeling, whereas I think it might be harder for you to relate. Yeah, definitely. I think like what you've got, like whilst you're writing that is coming increasingly common you still have to kind of go to forums to find a lot of those people. Meeting one in real life randomly, I can see why you became so close to her. <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing, though. When <laughs> It's so funny because my other best friend, <laughs> the, the American best friend, she is so cute. Whenever she meets somebody who's left Islam, she tells them all about me. And she's like, you have to meet her. She's awesome. And you have to talk to her. <laughs> And I always meet them and it's great. It's always great to meet them, you know, and it's great to hear people's stories as well. And I think like, um, like I said, my theory of being open about these things is that people come forward and they be like, me too. And they agree with you. And so I can't be that open about this because of my family. It's a bit of a touchy subject. I haven't totally come out to them. Um... And people ask me why. And for me, I think I was telling somebody this the other day. It's more important to them that I am Muslim than it is to me that I'm not. So it's kind of like, why burst their bubble? You know? Yeah. I kind of like gradually show them I'm not that religious, but I don't feel like I need to be so in their face about it. Yeah, I mean with that, because um, years ago I lived with a few people and two of them were a couple and one was parents were religious he wasn't at all but he basically couldn't tell his family he was living with his girlfriend because his mum would think he was going to hell yeah so like and it's a pretty dramatic thing like you know like you don't want to cause that to someone when their religion's so strong because unless you can really change their opinion which is very difficult Mm -hmm. like why would you want to cause that upset to someone Mm -hmm. like if there's no need for it there's no need. Exactly. I, I totally agree. There, there's no need to, to be so... And the thing is, like, I guess it would be different if I chose another religion and I would have to tell them because then it'd be like a lot of things that would change. And yeah, a lot of things changed in my life. Um, but I'm not committed to anything where I have to be like, okay, I have to tell them. that. You know, I mean, when I go back home, I still kind of adapt to the culture back home as much as I can you know I don't I don't pray I don't dress the way they want me to dress exactly <laughs> um but you know like the, the the greetings and the celebrations and all the little customs you kind of just fall into it it's how you grew up it's how your family is there's no reason to go and be like oh I'm not gonna say that anymore or whatever it doesn't well I hate to say it, it doesn't mean anything to me to say it so 
why not just say it? Yeah. Uh, I guess it's kind of sad, maybe certain celebrations you like, like the Eid thing. Yeah. You know, you like doing that, like, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like doing it in a non-religious sense because it's kind of like how you grew up with Christmas, for example, mm. you know, and um, you said you're an atheist, but do you still celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Christmas is a commercial holiday, of course. <laughs> it's a commercial, thank you. But not for everyone, but thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that that's what Eid is. Well, it's not a commercial holiday for me, but it's... um. It's a cultural thing, you know, it's what I grew up with, it's my experience, and it's there's so many fond memories of it, and I love sharing it with the people I love, and I think everyone has so much fun at our eat parties, and the food's always great, and that, the thing is, like, I've celebrated Christmas, I've celebrated um, Thanksgiving, I've celebrated Eid, and what you find with all these celebrations is all of them are about food and family. You know, if you take out the religion, that's what they're all about. And it is exactly the same. And I want to share that with my friends. I want to share that culture as well, as well, you know, the food that we eat on Eid Day and that kind of stuff. I want to show you all my world, <laughs> what it was like. Yeah, and yeah, like I enjoyed the food very much at the Eid party. Uh, it's interesting because you're like, oh, we dress up on Eid. So I actually had to put on a dress. Like. <laughs> It's a tough moment for me, but it's like, okay, I'll adapt to her culture a bit. <laughs> By wearing a summer dress. Exactly. <laughs> Good job, Miranda. <laughs> I have to do something. <laughs> as far as I could go. <laughs> well, thank it. you for the effort. It was very appreciated. You're but fine. yeah, that's the thing. The food is so awesome at Eid. Why should I miss out on that? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, with Christmas, like, oh, wait, I mean... Some families do have turkey or whatever time of year or whatever, but like Christmas pudding, everything like that. It's just the time of year for it type thing, you know, like why not have it? Like, because it is just, you know, family and fun type thing. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So, you know, if, if you think, like, I know I've been asked, like, oh, is it odd to celebrate Christmas? I'm like, why? Why would it be odd to have a meal with your family, you know, on a celebratory day do you not think every culture has a day like this <laughs> you know don't in south africa it's a public holiday it is it? yeah Chris, i mean south africa is a christian country primarily mm. so yeah it's a public holiday in south africa a lot of people celebrate christmas but we like muslims don't hindus don't um i mean there might be people i think it's exactly the same here there might be people who are from different religions who do it culturally or who do it um yeah just as part of the commercially commercial hype, but a lot of people don't celebrate it. Even even in England, a lot of people don't celebrate Christmas, and same in South Africa. But yeah, it's a public holiday. It's a commercial holiday, as you said. Um, we get the days off, Boxing Day and Christmas Day, so it becomes like a long weekend. Fam- like we always used to have a big family get together because everyone's on holiday. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> it's a so we, time. <laughs> yeah, we'd have a well in South Africa we say a bry. But I guess you guys call it a barbecue. So we would have a braai. <laughs> um, well, we don't have those at Christmas because it's cold in England. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's summer at Christmas time in South Africa. So, yeah, braai. <laughs> <laughs> or we would have, like, a family dinner or something like that. But, of course, because we're from a Muslim family, we don't have the Christmas tree. We don't have the presents and all of that. We don't do that. 
and we don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like how maybe Easter is for you all. Like, a lot of people don't celebrate Easter anymore. No, not really. Like, even, like, my family, like, my mum's, like, my mum loves the whole giving thing at Christmas and everything like that. But Easter, she's kind of going down on if you get what I mean, not so into it. Um, so, yeah, like, it's kind of less of a thing because, it, I mean, that is just a proper four-day weekend. Like, you know you don't necessarily have to spend it with family or whatever like mm. that whereas Christmas I think is more about the family mm. thing so that's kind of what it is for us with Christmas it's kind of like the, for the people who don't celebrate Easter that's what Christmas weekend is like for us <laughs> you know it's a holiday some people go away some people go out of the country because they have time off work some people get together with their families some people do nothing because <laughs> they are on holiday and they are entitled to doing nothing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I think, like, people have different ways of celebrating it as well. Like, I think a lot of people's celebration is giving a present type thing, you know? Like, mm. I mean, realistically, like, I'm not sure if, like, you've ever, like, before you came to this country, gave Christmas presents and stuff like that. But I had a Muslim friend in high school, and I think we did used to get each other Christmas presents. Mm. You know, she, I'm presuming, didn't celebrate it with her family. Mm. That's it, though. Like, if... If you have a non-Muslim friend and you give them a present, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I think that's the thing. It's not like a wide blanket that everybody does this or everybody doesn't do that. Everybody does what's right for them. You know, some people celebrate it, some people don't. Some people celebrate it commercially. It's it's different for everyone. Everyone does what works for them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually did not have non-Muslim friends growing up. I had one. <laughs> no, wait. No, I did have a few. Okay, I lie. I have. I had a few. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Sorry, friends. <laughs> She's remembered you now. <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> so, did you know them? Through, did you go to a Muslim school? No, I was very indoctrinized. Muslim preschool, Muslim school. Fortunately, there was no Muslim college. Oh wait, they one just started, but they were only had like very limited degrees to study. Okay, so yeah, you wouldn't got that much chance, really, until you were older. That is partly true, partly not true. So I did have non-Muslim friends growing up, but not as many as I do now, obviously. Um, My first non-Muslim friend ever was a neighbour. She was Hindu, and I used to go to her house quite often, um, until my mum stopped me because um, I was becoming too curious about her religion. Yeah, that, that's another day. <laughs> Story for another day. Um, but yeah, she was my first non-religious friend. And I remember that that curiosity I had. And I remember getting to know her and finding that we had so much in common, despite being from different religions, and that she wasn't the enemy, like, because she's from a different religion. And um, our religions actually had a lot in common as well, because she used to tell me about her religion. And that's when my mom stopped me from going over <laughs> The next thing I wanted to talk about is how, when we got to know each other, we actually realized that we have a lot more in common than we thought. And I really like this. I really like this topic. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, we do stuff together, so we find out stuff about each other, like things we have in common. Like, I think, like, a key one um, is, for example, you like the film Mean Girls. (laughs) (laughs) 
I also love the film Mean mean Girls. Only wear pink on Fridays. (laughs) And every other day of the week. (laughs) No, no, we don't. (laughs) Neither of us are wearing pink today. No. Uh, Well, it's not the right day for it. It's not Friday, Miranda. It's actually Wednesdays in the film. (laughs) Not that I know the film, like the back of my hand. Uh, Not that we watched it and I was saying the words before they came on. Oops. But I think yeah, I think the Friday thing came in because somebody changed it. Um Oh, I think we um we watched Mean Girls on oh, Friday. Right, right, that was it. We watched Mean Girls on Friday. <laughs> that was it. And then I made Aiden wear pink. <laughs> it's like you have to wear pink to watch Nobody wore pink. I wore pink. Aiden wore pink. I think Christian wore pink. Yeah, the guys and you wore pink. <laughs> Nobody else wore pink. Oh, uh, to be fair, Simeon Vic didn't know the film. Yeah. And I didn't. Because I think I, I just forgot. Like you know, like I don't know. I I was just looking forward to watching Mean Girls. <laughs> Fine. The other thing, well, I think this is not you though, but with the other girls, is finding out that we love the Little Mermaid. That was like a big thing for us because, like, for me growing up, I think Little Mermaid came out like literally a few years after I was born, and then I was like every single day renting the video until they had to buy it for me. <laughs> Because <laughs> those days we rented videos, kids. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that that was Little Mermaid and the Robin Hood, the Fox Robin Hood was like our most famous movies growing up. So when I saw Simi's collection of the Little Mermaid movies, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I was like a huge bonding moment. It was actually the other day when I had like my huge mental breakdown day, and uh, Dan came home. I was watching The Little Mermaid. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you have a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, okay, so that was the other girls. But yeah, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I think anything about going back to Mean Girls, of course, was I was so shocked that Vic hadn't seen it. <laughs> because we've got four girls, two from other countries, two from the UK, uh, and then the ones who have seen Mean Girls are one of the ones from the UK and one of the ones from South Africa. I expect if anyone had seen it, it would have been the other UK girl. <laughs> I was just so shocked. Preconceived notions. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, how has she not seen it? <laughs> well, I found that there's a lot of movies that I've watched that Vic hasn't watched and vice versa that she's watched that I haven't. Like one of my favourite chick flicks as well is Because I Said So, which had... I haven't actually seen that. I love it. It's so corny, but it's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's so relatable to me because it's about this mom who is like, everything she says, the the daughter has to do because she said so. (laughs) I see why you like it. (laughs) That's quite funny, though. We should do a girls' night with that movie. I was just thinking of (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, like you said, because we we hang out so much and we do so much and we do so much of things together, we find out every time. Like we went to IKEA the other week, and I was like, "Oh my god, you like red too?" It's like <laughs> our favorite colors, red. I didn't know that you like red too. <laughs> ah, like I guess like because we're not like in primary school, or whatever. We're not being like my favorite film is this and my favorite color is this. <laughs> so we find out these kind of. Randomly. What, yeah. What seems like little things, but like they're a big kind of joining force. Like, you know, you find out I like one here and I was like, 
Well, I've got all the DVDs. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> One Tree Hill. And then Desperate Housewives. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Glee. And Glee. Yes. Thank you, America. <laughs> you brought us these TV shows. United Nations here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess so. All our common things are coming from TV, but what about things that are not from TV? Is there anything you can think of? Ooh, um, we already had the music thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about the media. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's deeper stuff as well. Like, um, well, we won't go into it, but it's like when we talk about like stuff like mental health and that kind of stuff. I think that we have a lot, a lot in common there, and I, I didn't realize that. I kind of, I kind of met with you, and I was like, "Oh, Miranda, she's such a happy person." And I think I even told you once. I was like, "You've never been depressed," <laughs> and you were like, "What? <laughs> How dare you?" <laughs> You're not the only person to have said that to me. Like, yeah, it depends on how you meet people. Like, you met me through a ball game thing, but I get very competitive, so. I'm happy at the competition and screwing other people over in a game. So I do seem happy in that particular group. But you see me outside of that in certain situations and, like, I'm not always, like, the loud one or the happy one, like... But I don't think I've ever seen you in those situations. Uh, I think my confidence has grown a lot. It's partly the thing. Mm. Um, But, you know, the night we met, like, before that night, like, just walking towards the thing I was so so nervous mm. like so nervous I was like, uh, like what if this all goes wrong type thing I get you though I, I went through that so much of anxiety when I moved to the UK it's like I don't know if I ever told you this but it's like just walking on the street going to Tesco and I felt like everyone's looking at me <laughs> oh my god I I'm a lot better now but I used to like be the same like especially in shops I'm just like everyone's gonna look at me right <laughs> no it wasn't even everyone's gonna look at me it's like everyone's looking at me <laughs> right now they look at it's like I felt like I was like this new person on the block and like everyone was staring like who's this newbie it's like nobody cares <laughs> who this newbie is nobody's looking at you but in my head I'm like everyone's looking at me walking to Tesco. <laughs> I should stay at home. <laughs> and I did for a while. I, but it's hard to get out of that mindset. You kind of have to kind of force yourself to go places and then accept that people aren't looking at you. But the thing is, you don't want to look at them because you think they're looking at you. So you would have still thought, you know, people are looking at me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then it's also that thing that you think they're looking at you and you look at them and then they are they do look at you because you're looking at them. <laughs> You're just like, why are they looking at me? It's like, because you're staring at them. Exactly. It's so funny. Oh my God, I think that's a meme. I think I've seen that meme somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, so so I think they are like deeper rooted things that we have in common. Um, Yeah. There's definitely a lot of differences, um, especially when we look at our families and we always talk about like the differences in our families and I think both of us get quite maybe shocked I think you get more shocked with my family (laughs) I think oh your family I'm just like how do these people exist (laughs) (laughs) I love it (laughs) trust me I think that too half the time (laughs) yeah my family is very colorful if that's the right word to use (laughs) oh and I think like that's the thing though like it's for them it works somehow that colorfulness that it works for them they are happy in their own 
colorfulness they the children are not happy and like and that's the reason a lot of them branched out and moved mm-hmm. away and are branching out of the family and it's sad sure things are changing but i think a toxic environment can't thrive forever that's true well it's like if you think back to like years ago and stuff like there was a lot more religious people i think generally like not just islam but christianity mm-hmm. and stuff like that and that's kind of stuff is kind of just slowly kind of dwindling down yeah. i guess or becoming less i know intense yeah that's intense but like for my family it's not even about religion at all like i mean it's a factor okay religion is a factor i can't say it's not at all there is a factor there but it, there's a lot of factors into why they are the way that they are and there's like i always think about it i think about the psychology behind it and why they think the way they do why they act the way they do and there's a lot of factors behind it um and i think that the kids like when i say the kids i mean like my generation <laughs> i'm the oldest from the cousins so from my generation i think a lot of people are becoming more self aware of what's wrong with the generation before and i think that happens i think that's normal i think it's totally general like um if you just take like i know like not so long ago i mean it's still a bit of an issue but like the amount of um prejudice prejudice towards gay people like um like you see like these kids on youtube and they're like very supportive whether they're gay or not gay but you know uh in my school year i mean realistically it was i imagine a lot more supportive than it would have been like for like my parents school years but i was someone comes out gay and it's this massive deal and there's mocking and all this horrible stuff and you know like it just they're kind of them a lot more open-minded i guess mm. i think is what has happening with the generations mm. yeah like uh, yeah i mean you just i think it's good that people are seeing i mean not all my cousins see it some of them are totally absorbed in it as well and absor- absorbed in the culture and look that life and the thing is for me i feel like if people are happy in their life good for them let them live on and if people are branching out good for them too they're trying to change things um i definitely will approve more of trying to change things but i don't believe that that's for everyone you know everyone loves i think that's something i i i learned in my marriage my last marriage <laughs> i'll always refer to that but anyway <laughs> my last marriage is something i learned there from living in a pakistani culture is learning that that culture was not for me that way of life was not for me but it works for them you know for for, for my ex ex in-laws it worked for them and they were happy with it so good for them but it didn't work for me and well i had to leave <laughs> kindly excuse myself <laughs> divorce <laughs> and that's how you ask for a divorce <laughs> <laughs> my culture does not agree with your culture goodbye <laughs> yeah if it was that easy <laughs> yeah but yeah i think that was a bit more off topic but yeah i think there's definitely we did find a lot of things in common with each other Yeah, definitely. We we have ways in common like I feel like I don't know. I feel like my interests at least are more aligned with yours than anyone else in the group. And you know, Brit Vic is British, you know. So I'm not so like her. I feel like Karen Simi are actually more like I definitely agree with you. I think that the more I spend time with you, the more 
closer I get to you, the more I get to know you, the more I feel like we have this connection. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so the next thing is, what do we think of each other now? <gasps> what do you think of me, Miranda? <laughs> Hmm. Wow, really? (laughs) Finally get to get out there. I think you're not what I... I, You're not what I expected and you'll continue to not be what I expected, if you get what I mean. So (laughs) there's even more to you, if you get what I mean. Like these kind of maybe preconceived notions that I don't even realise I have, you know. So we might discover other stuff in common, stuff like that. Like that red colour thing. That was like the other week, you know. That was yeah. quite recent, you know. It was. And I generally didn't know you like red, but I like wear red all the time. All my things are red. My kitchen stuff are all red. So it's like, I love red. My bun's red. Okay. Just realised that. Yeah. But I have quite a few red items of clothing. Like... I do know, yeah, don't you always know whenever you wear that red coat, I'm like, I love your coat. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So, yeah, but I guess you just, I know, you don't question someone's colour, like, the colour they're wearing. (laughs) Unless they're literally wearing it all the time. Yeah, I mean, and you don't wear your favourite colour all the time unless you're five. (laughs) Or you just really like it. <laughs> okay, yes. One of my students today, she said she likes rainbow skirts. Oh, pretty. I know. Was that a child student? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, would would you as be very similar to what you said? I don't think I had any expectations of what I thought you would be, did I? Let me think. That can't be true. I think maybe actually more with me, I expected expectations of what you would not be. Together. What did you think I would not be? I guess like that you wouldn't be really into Britney Spears or this sort of thing or this sort of thing. Like 90s pop? I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just like, oh, she's from South Africa, so I bet she really likes the stuff from there. She can't possibly yeah. like, oh, I like is those drums and those green skirts and <laughs> coconut bras. <laughs> I that think that's a different Africa. country. <laughs> this is like, this is not something you mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, see, so my knowledge of South Africa is really draining. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, this isn't the country you're speaking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think when you say that, that, yeah, I think there were things about you that I probably didn't expect you to be. Um, I didn't expect us to be this close. As friends, I did not expect that at all. <laughs> I hope you can kind of accept that thing unless you like instantly get along with someone. Yeah. I don't know. I have this thing where I would meet someone and I'd be like, oh, I love this person. I want to be their friend. It's just like the crushes. And then they like kind of like I never see them again. <laughs> and then I meet other people and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're cool. We could hang out. And we hang out and then we get closer and closer. And I guess that's how friendships starts yeah and i think it's always about the effort you make with people but also having all those things in common 
as well. But you don't know you have anything in common unless you hang out with them. Yeah, like, I mean, like the Harry Potter thing. Like, it was just kind of found out that we all had that in common, wasn't it? Because right. I think Dan brought the game. But it's not something I mentioned to you when I first met you. No. Because, I mean, why would I? <laughs> why would you? You should tell everybody, as soon as you meet them, I'm a Harry Potter fan. If you are not, don't speak to me. <laughs> Like, I do ask, sometimes ask people, like, oh, what Harry Potter house are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've asked me. And you made me take that quiz, which I deny greatly. <laughs> she was a Gryffindor, not no, Slytherin. I am a Slytherin in my heart. I will fight that hat. <laughs> I mean, that's partly why you and Vic ended up speaking so much, because she's like, I'm a Slytherin too. <laughs> and I think we both are. Very Slytherin characteristics. <laughs> Despite you actually being in Gryffindor, but we're not that I'm not in Gryffindor. <laughs> the quiz said you were in Gryffindor. <sighs> the quiz. The quiz was silly. Never it did not represent true Slytherin. It represented Draco McFoy Slytherin, who is just the worst Slytherin person. I quite like Draco. I do like him. No, I liked him as a character, but he's not a representative (laughs) of what is a Slytherin. He can't be. He is not. He was the weakest one. Ah, but like some Slytherins have a bit of a heart. Snape. Yeah, but Snape was the best Slytherin. (laughs) But Snape and Draco were really similar. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. How are they not similar? Because Snape, Snape was deeper. Oh, he was definitely deeper. And he was more con- cunning, and he was more clever, and he was more intelligent, and he was more powerful than Malfoy ever would be. Okay, it's like, okay, Draco's like a baby version of Snape, I think. <sighs> maybe, maybe. We'll have to see what Snape, well, Malfoy is like when he grows up. Because, you know, Harry Potter is a real life thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If people try to tell you Hogwarts isn't real, they are lying, kids. They are. <laughs> Well, way off topic there. <laughs> I had to get Harry Potter in. You did, you did. Yeah. You got your five minutes of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, she wears that Hufflepuff jumper all the time. <laughs> I have more than one jumper. Okay, so really get back to what I think about you now. <laughs> My turn for revenge. <laughs> Slytherin! I take it all back! <laughs> Yeah, actually, I I think there's so many things about you that I I really like, I really admire. And I think I told you this as well, your confidence, which you totally denied and shot me down. <laughs> well, I just have always been jealous of your confidence, <laughs> so that's why it's strange. But that's the thing, though. I'm not... That's the thing. I have a very fake confidence. And I guess that's the thing with confidence is... What it appears. I mean, people always tell me I'm very confident, and I guess I do appear that way, but I'm. I'm. I have a lot of insecurities, and I don't know if that's a lack of confidence. I don't know. It's so complicated. But I guess I do appear to be confident, but I think you do too. <laughs> I accept I appear to be confident, but I think confidence, like, it is one, like, you is just an appearance thing rather than actually kind of being it. Yeah. I mean, for example, like, I do not have the confidence to stop wearing makeup. And you do. And I really admire that because I am very, very insecure to stop wearing makeup. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, like with makeup, it wasn't something I wore when I was younger, but I started wearing it in my first year of uni. And then I was like wearing it all the time, even if I went to a shop. So like, I think I had that kind of period of it. And I probably only really started to stop wearing it because I had to get up early to do it. So (laughs) I guess like for me, it wasn't that big an insecurity that I was willing to lose sleep. (laughs) Yeah, but argument, when I was working at a school in Turkey, we would carry our makeup to school and do it in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like a... And out here as well. (laughs) Yeah. I think with me, I'm just like... Like, get on at work on the dot. (laughs) If I had to do makeup, at least I got sleep. (laughs) Well, I guess because we used to get to school early... Um, because teachers have to get to school earlier. So we'd have, like, half an hour before the kids come. So it's, like, half an hour, you get your breakfast, you do your makeup, do do your hair, your classroom's ready, you did that the the day before. (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) Priorities. (laughs) Uh, Like, I guess maybe it's also a presentation thing. Like, when we first met, I was wearing makeup. Were you? Yes. I did not notice. Like, uh, like... We were concentrated on other things, remember? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realise that. Yeah, and next few times I would have met you, I would have been wearing makeup, or at least a little bit of makeup, because, like, at that point, like, I was still, like, kind of wanting to look presentable kind of thing. And it was the same at work as well. I, like, was wearing it for a while, and then eventually the sleep thing kicks in. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to wake up this early. And then, like, when I stopped wearing makeup around you, I know, like... I mean, I think with, like, board games, it's just, like, if I hadn't put makeup on for work, why would would I do it? Yeah, like, I know all these people now. I'm (laughs) sure they'll be friends with me regardless. And you know what? That's worked out fine. (laughs) You know? So, yeah, like, Mm. with me, I think it was, like, a bit of a presentation thing. But eventually it's, like, what's my purpose here? You see, that's the thing with me. It's, like, I know I'm friends with you. and I think you have seen me a few times without makeup. Um, but it's, I still feel the need to look good all the time, no matter what, <laughs> you know, my issues with that. So, so that's why I envy that about you. And I think it's really cool that you have the confidence to not, to not wear it and you still look really good without it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't feel the same. I don't feel like that I look good without makeup. You do look good without makeup. Disagree. <laughs> All right, well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> and I think the other thing I love about you is how funny you are. And it, <laughs> I think you are hilarious. And it's not just that you're funny, it's that we get each other with our humour. We just get each other. And we have, I think, the same kind of, like I said to somebody, that I have two white friends and two, and we have we are a group of girls with two white girls and two Asian girls, two Indian girls. But we all the same kind of assholes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> like we're assholes, but like it's it's it's, it's equal. <laughs> it's all equal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I love it. I mean, I just I think that's the thing, though. If someone has the same sense of humor as you then you're just going to get along. Right. You know, that's like the easy way to kind of get along with people. Exactly. So, uh, 
I mean, I've had people who have been way sensitive to my sense of humor, and I could not be friends with them because yeah. it's like I have to watch everything I say when I'm around them. It's like, okay, I can maybe tolerate you for like half an hour or an hour at like friends get together, um, but I cannot be your friend. <laughs> Kind of thing, and it's happened before. You know, people think I'm mean, but you get me. Yeah. I think we're all very like, I know, we'll insult each other, but in a friendly way. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you don't take it to heart, kind of a thing. And if we do have a real issue, we talk about it. Yeah, and I love that. I love that we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, and what else? What else do I love about Miranda? Let me talk about what I love about you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Going back to the confidence thing, which I was talking to you about earlier, is that you're so open. And whilst you don't see yourself as that open, you're one of the most open people I know. (laughs) I think this podcast would say, we'll agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's very hard to be like that. And like, it's something I really struggle with. So when... I have friends who are like that. I think all this group of girls, like you three are so much more open and I, I'm trying to be more like that because I, I admire it so much. I want to be like that. Yeah, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier when you meet people who are better than you are at doing something. It kind of like challenges you or motivates you to 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 be better yourself. But it's not something you should be intimidated by or but you should just be like, Hey, I can learn how to do this now. Somebody can can show me the way. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, going back to me being so open, it's I think I just already mentioned this, but it's it's really because I just don't like the stigmatism that comes with depression and mental health issues and um anxiety. I think there's too much stigma around it and the moment I start talking about it, other people start talking about it and so many people come up and be like, "Yeah, me too. I I've, I've, I've been through this. Um I go through the same thing." And then you get and that's that's one of the ways we connected as well. And I I told you all my best friends like in Turkey as well, like we connected on that level as well because I was so open with them and in return they were open with me. And yeah, people appreciate it because they kind of see you as human. That's very true, actually, because, yeah, and, and it's a letting your guard down thing. It's letting someone in, and, like, that will instantly bring you closer to someone. Yeah, and, I mean, it doesn't always bring you close to someone, and that's not, I don't want to do it because I don't want to be close to everyone, but I want people to, I want to kind of rid that stigma that you don't talk about these things. You know, I want to be like, talk about it. It's fine. It happens. You know, maybe I'll be in a room full of people and I'll talk about it. And some people will be like, what is she talking about? And move away. But other people will come forward and be like, yeah, I get you. You know, I've been through the same thing. I've been going through the same thing. And you were vocal enough to voice it. And someone was, was it helped somebody, <laughs> you know, and maybe even the person who felt uncomfortable would actually go home and think about it. Exactly. Because I've actually been in like, group situations type thing where someone's mentioned that they have something and like I've had a very similar situation I've just not spoken about it but I still admired them for what they've done I'm just like oh my god I I can't believe that it's so (laughs) great like like, it's like I can't be open about it but but I guess there's another side to this as well is that I come from a background where we are told to not have feelings not talk about things and just deny that you are human at all 
So I think that coming from that extreme, I kind of when I came out, I'm like, I'm gonna scream from the rooftop what I am. <laughs> I am all these things, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I guess that's an element of why I'm so open as well. So do you wanna maybe round it off? Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, maybe I guess the thing of like you don't know someone till you get to know them and even if you think you know them there's always like I think like with everyone you don't truly know what's going on with them everyone's got like you know you can never read someone's thoughts yeah kind of thing. there's always stuff going on behind actually you discover like you know I've not had the chance to meet someone who's left Islam before so I've gotten to know a lot about that from you but if I was to meet someone else, I don't think they'd have the same experience. No. Exactly, and you can't assume that they did. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Miranda, for joining me today on Refreshingly Human. I think it was definitely refreshing to hear such an honest point of view of preconceived notions or stereotypes you might have of somebody you just met for the first time. I know we've become friends now, but... Um, you know, that there's always stages in friendship that develop from, from being cautious to um, getting to know each other and to becoming best friends. So if anyone out there has a story you'd like to share about preconceived notions um, or if you've met someone who turned out to be completely different from what you originally thought, please do drop me an email on refreshinglyhanna at gmail.com if you'd like to share your story. A special shout out to Evelyn Renee Everhart for the show music. I've popped a link to Evelyn's SoundCloud page in the show notes, so please do check her out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Refreshingly Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. You can find a link to our website in the show notes where you can like, share and subscribe so you don't miss out to upcoming episodes. Until next time, be kind to yourself. We're all human after all.